Hey everyone, I'm Josh. And I'm Anna. And this is the Jesus and Next Gens podcast. Join us each week as we talk about faith, the Bible, culture, and family. We hope these conversations challenge and encourage you to intentionally pursue Jesus in your life and your family. Well, hey everyone, welcome. Uh, it's so great to uh, get back on the air. And today we're talking about uh, why bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 2020 was a crazy year and, you know, in our lives and in this world, there's, there's just a lot going on. And so we thought it'd be good to kind of address um, this topic. And today we want to introduce our good friend, Pastor Bruce Sutherland. Hey, Bruce, how's it going? Well, all things considered, it's going well. It's a day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes. <laughs> so can you just tell us really quickly a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I, I'm originally from Indiana. Um, went to Bible College Seminary. Looked for a place where um, looked like people might have need encouragement in terms of working with the church. And my wife and I decided that we would come to New England. Um, after seminary, came here, got a job as an electrician, hung out with this uh, little struggling church of about 50 people meeting at a school called Manchester Christian Church. And um, the rest, as they say, is history. So I've been here a long time, since 1980, seen a lot of changes from uh, hauling in and out uh, enough um, seats for about 50 people for the church to the place where, you know, we're a large multi-site church here and um, moving boldly into this uh, new world that we haven't quite figured out yet. So it's, uh, it's been a a great time here. I'm currently in a phased retirement. Uh, I tell people that I'm the resident fossil. And so they've, they're letting me hang out here a little while longer and I work part-time and I serve as a pastor to the pastors. And so I'm um, thrilled to be a part of the extraordinary work that God is doing uh, among uh, the people known as Manchester Christian Church or MCC. Yes. So I don't know about you, but I've definitely been asked this question before from kids and from um, friends and adults. And so a lot of times, even in ourselves, we ask this question of why do bad things happen or why is this bad thing happening to me? Um, so how do you personally answer this question when this comes up in your own life? Well, I'd say the, the out of the gate, the first thing we need to say about this question is that this is the question. Mm. This is the oldest and most profoundly difficult question that can be asked. Mm. So let's have respect for the question, not try to deal with it and just blow it off because it's a big question. Yeah. The oldest thing in our Bible, the book of Job, addresses this very question, and Jesus himself, as he is dying on the cross, asks this question. Mm-hmm. You know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I mean, he's perfectly good, and yet he's experiencing this horrific situation, and the book of Job, you have this guy that the Bible says is completely upright, and then everything goes wrong in his life, and so this is a really, so respect the question. Don't think it has an easy answer, and uh, maybe even congratulate somebody who asked the question. It's like, okay, you, you finally got to the question, the question of why does God let bad things happen to good people? That's the, it is a big question. So respect it. I would say the next thing is because it's such a profound question is to answer very carefully, emphasis on the care, be very gentle and careful as you walk 
into this question because there is no one size fits all answer for this question. It is a profound question that has individual, deep individual implications. So be really careful when someone asks this question. And so be respectful of the question and be respectful of the questioner. And you might even ask the person uh, if someone raises this, it's like, what situation, or ask yourself if you're just reflecting on it, what situation makes you feel this question most deeply? Mm. And that's kind of a scary question. Uh, but if we move towards the pain rather than away from it and go, okay, where do I feel this most deeply? Uh, we might be on our way to getting some space where we could actually navigate uh, this really profound and difficult question. So in that sense, a lot of it is on you to interpret like what the question and what the questioner are, are meaning? Yeah, I would say uh, don't get ahead of the person who's asking mm -hmm. and don't get ahead of God's gentle leading. Yeah. They're both very important. So, so you might ask the person, do you have an example um, of this? Is there some area where it's really, really difficult for you? And, and then the most important part of this, of really answering the question is to listen really, really carefully mm -hmm. uh, to the person rather than just trying to get to the quick, to the quick fix. And so I think that's, um, that is the thing I think would be most helpful is to take the individual situation really carefully and not just um, ignore or blow the person off. Let, if the person themselves is suffering, you know, let them be the expert in their own pain. If they're asking the question, let them be the expert of what they're really asking and where it's coming from. Don't make assumptions. When we make assumptions, it causes all kinds of problems. So take it seriously, take it slow, uh, be gentle, be kind, and invite the person into a space where, the, where you can explore this profound question together to see if somehow you might discern where God might be in this. Yeah. Feel free to answer this or not, but do you have an example of a time like in your life when something happened, but you were able to, to see God's goodness in that or understand um, why you had to endure that hardship? Um, as I mentioned earlier, this is a really kind of deep and painful question. And I would say for me, the, there's this kind of backdrop to my life uh, based upon not my own personal suffering so much as the indirect suffering of being raised by uh, a disabled veteran. Mm -hmm. My father had his back broken during the Korean um, crisis on the side of, working on the side of a ship. And he also was um, literally nuked on the first hydrogen bomb test, lost his adrenal glands, his thyroids, and um, had um, implications from radiation poisoning and uh, a broken back. And so he was in a lot of pain. And um, it, it took a, a physical and psychological toll on him and being raised in that kind of environment brought some challenges. Great dad, loved me, you know, had no problem with that. But because he was always in pain and anguished by the whole idea of trying to go off and serve his country and then end up, you know, being kind of a basket case afterwards, um, made it made it difficult. And so the effect that it, I feel it had on me is that the, it uh, made me become very introspective, like what's really going on here, which started out good because it made me really good in school because I thought a lot as an introvert, did really well. And that ended up kind of turning bad because I was just all kind of inside my own head. 
and had to learn how to be with people better. Mm -hmm. uh, the other side is that it, it made me very insensitive because I was always tuning out strong emotions that were surrounding me. And so I became a very insensitive person, which was bad. But then when I finally kind of, with God's help, started tuning in to the fact that emotions really matter and I need to get in touch with my emotions and other people's emotions, that it really uh, was a very good thing. It opened me up into a new territory. So I've kind of got a, you know, that big one is kind of the backdrop to a lot of stuff in my life. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I know it's definitely not something easy to, to open up about, but. So imagining that a lot of people listening to this might not be thinking necessarily as much about how to answer this question as they are to how to experience this of like, if I'm walking through something hard, how do I still know that God is good? Um, or if someone's going through a season of hardship right now, how do we sit with them in that? And how do we answer this question in ourselves of why do good, bad things happen to us? Yeah, I, I would say the first thing is to remember to not try to talk them out of their pain mm -hmm. or give them some quick fix or easy answer. Um, there are some things um, that we might say are good um, kind of not to say. Like, um, it would not generally it's not helpful to say, well, it could be worse. Look at these other people. They're suffering so much worse than you. That, that would not be a helpful thing <laughs> to share with somebody who's, who's in pain or um, something or try to give, if, we're, if you're kind of a religious person, don't go down the path where you say, oh, well, God won't give you more than you can handle. Um, not only is it insensitive and cruel, it's not true. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that God will not tempt you beyond what you can bear and he'll give you a way of escape. That's a wonderful promise that when we're tempted, there's always a way out. When you're faced with some moral issue, God will show up and there's always a way to deal with that. But he does not say he won't give you more than you can handle. Actually, the exact opposite is in the first chapter of Second Corinthians where the apostle says, we were overwhelmed. We had more than we could handle. We despaired even of life. So it's not true that you won't get more than you can handle. Even the apostles and his associates sometimes had things that were so difficult that they thought it'd be better to be dead than to be alive. It was just that hard. It was completely overwhelming. He says it was more than we could handle. So, um, so don't try to talk somebody out of it. And then uh, I would say, ask a, a genuine um, question that's open that you don't know the answer to. Like, what does this feel like to you? And then really listen, let them explain what it's like what the sensations are and what they're experiencing, just really explore the, the pain they might be experiencing with them. And then um, a simple question, if you are quiet and really listen is, how can I help? Mm. And just be quiet and maybe they'll come up with something or maybe they won't, but just there and just let it drop rather than trying to fix it. And then I'd say another thing might be helpful is just to, and this is a little more difficult, especially if you're dealing with family or someone's close to you, um, but you got to move towards the pain if you're going to help somebody and uh, say, is there any way that I'm making this worse for you? Mm. Because sometimes in trying to help somebody and trying to be nice, we make things worse and don't even know it. And so just to ask the person, is there any way that, that I'm making this worse for you? Mm. So there are things that you might, they might ask you to do that you aren't doing. They might ask you to stop doing that you are doing. And both of those can be, um, I think, could be really helpful a person who's really struggling uh, with their own their own suffering and their own questioning. For those who may be wanting to dive into scripture and to, because we, we read in scripture a ton about the nature and character of God. And like you said, 
um, learning about how the disciples and the apostles like handle hardships in their ministries. And like, is there a place in scripture that you would suggest people start at if they want to further understand um, what it means to persevere um, or to understand why bad things happen? Yeah, I would say that the, the most important thing is just remember overall that, that pain and suffering or hardship is relational. Mm-hmm. So I would try to, and I'm speaking to myself here as I say this, you know, so get out of your head and really open up here to where this might really be going or where there might be some real healing available to you. So remember that pain and suffering are ultimately relational issues. Someone has profoundly said that everybody experiences pain in their lives, but the difference between pain and suffering is suffering is bearing pain alone. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be really helpful, um, the Bible says, Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. So we may not have a verbal intellectual question that satisfies all the things. And I enjoy those kinds of reflections and a philosophical conversation about that could be great. Let's have that sometime. But if we're talking about being really helpful, let's talk about being present and actually figuring out how we help bear whatever that burden is that a person is happening. And so I would say that was the scripture says to, that we can and should do this. We should help bear up other people's burdens. That's the way to respond to this question. How do I get underneath this with the other person so they don't feel alone, so that their pain does not become intense suffering beyond what they should bear alone? And it says, in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. And I'll just say one little thing, and it gets a little difficult here, and, but this is the gospel especially bear the burdens of those who don't deserve it, Mm. who don't deserve your love. They've done something wrong. They've done something stupid. They've done something mean, but they're suffering. And if we can get there, we begin to obey the law of Christ. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. Mm. That's what Jesus did for us. When we didn't deserve it, he bore our burden. And if we can enter into that same space where we're willing to bear the burdens of people who don't deserve this kind of care and love, we have moved into the kingdom of God. And so I would just say, use these kinds of difficult, painful experiences or deep questions or struggling as an opportunity to connect with Jesus and who he was and what he did. And this profound truth that there is good news that we can be forgiven and we can extend that forgiveness and that grace and kindness to others when they're hurting. Mm, that is, yeah. wow. <laughs> that is profound. Yes, <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm so excited. Um, and I'm just excited to re-listen to this episode because, and you've just spoken so many profound truths and I'm hoping that listeners out there really take in everything because you know, it is so much about our perspective and like where we are embracing and loving people who are dealing with, you know, what they interpret as pain or suffering. Um, like you said, Bruce, um, was there anything you would like to add for listeners out there? I mean, you've shared so much already, but <laughs> is there anything else you feel like our audience needs to know before we wrap up? Just know that uh, no matter how bad it feels, that the real truth is 
because of Jesus Christ and because he not only died asking this profound question, but he rose from the grave giving hope to the apostles who were willing to lay down their lives and suffer unjustly in order to get this message out that God does really, really love you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Bruce, for being willing to be here for this conversation and just giving us so much wisdom to think about and chew on as we're processing through these things in our own lives and um, also as we're walking with other people as they're suffering too. So thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Blessings, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources mentioned during the episode. We love your support and feedback, so please subscribe, rate and review, and share this podcast with friends and family. We really hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and we really want to answer more of your questions. So if there's any questions that you still have about the Bible or about anything else, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at jesusandnextgens at outlook.com. See you next time. Oh, oh, oh.